Hey, hey, good afternoon, Skinny Peeps. I'm so glad you're on this call with me this afternoon. My name is Bevan Caramello, and you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is April 11th, 2017. We are smack dab in the middle of Holy Week, heading toward Good Friday in just a few days, and then Easter on Sunday, one of my very favorite times of the year. Um, you know, one of the things that really sets us apart in the world, in this world of so many different religions. And um, one of my very favorite things about our God and our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, is that he conquered death. We serve a risen Savior, a God who is alive, who came down here and dwelt with us and died on the cross for our sins. And then he beat death. He conquered death. And all the other religions of the world, there isn't another one out there that claims to serve a risen Savior. It truly is the most perfect story It's because it's divine. Um, so with that, we are also smack dab in the middle of our series on the fruit of the Spirit, coming from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, that tells us the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are nine different qualities there enlisted in the fruit of the Spirit, and we are, like I said, smack dab in the middle. We are going to be talking about kindness today. That is number five in, uh, in that list of nine. So starting out and preparing for today's call, I was having trouble defining kindness. It's kind of like just being a nice person or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And so I started looking in several different places. And of course, where do you go when you need to know something? We Google it, right? So I Googled kindness and basically gives you a Webster's Dictionary version of kindness. It says, the qual- kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. And I thought, okay, yeah, that that sounds like kindness, being friendly and generous and considerate. But remember, we're talking about kindness as a quality of the fruit of the spirit, meaning all of these different character, different characteristics um, are something that um, can be experienced in a, in a divine amount or in a divine way when we are in step with the spirit. So can we love others without being in step with the spirit, the people who aren't Christians and don't have the Holy Spirit in them, do they love other people? Yeah, of course they do. They love other people. But can they love people the way God calls them to love people? No. We learned that we talked about that uh, the, the week that we, that we talked about love, that agape kind of love, we're only enabled to do that through God's Holy Spirit in us. And so this got me thinking there has to be more to this this characteristic kindness than just the quality of being friendly, right? As Google will give it to us or Webster's Dictionary. So I looked a little bit further and it turns out that the Greek word for kindness, which is the word that is used in Galatians, and I might butcher this, guys. I don't speak Greek because I'm going to do my best. But the Greek word for kindness is, like I said, I'm going to butcher this, um, 
Kerestotes. And it's C-H-R-E-S-T-O-T-E-S. Kerestotes? Kerestotes? I'm not exactly sure how to say it. But it means tender conservators. I really love that one. That, that, that definition made so much more sense to me, thinking of God's kindness and how it relates to us and the type of kindness that he would want us to show others, the type of kindness that he would empower us through his Holy Spirit within us. My mind, what really came about there for me was that it's, it's like a softening amongst harsh circumstances. You know, we, we treat others gently when we are kind to them and the kindness that God shows us. And so I was reminded, you know, I looked through several different scriptures on kindness and um, I found all these different places in the word and scripture where we see God's kindness to others, and then we see God's kindness revealed to others through others who knew him. One of the places where we see God's kindness directly displayed toward another human being was uh, in Genesis chapter 21, when God shows his kindness to Hagar. God literally looked down and saw her and her son Ishmael at the brink of death, parched out in the desert because um, Ishmael was Abraham's first son, and Sarah, Abraham's wife, who had allowed her husband Abraham to sleep with her maidservant, Hagar, then got really angry and jealous and couldn't stand them and sent them away. They um, they were parched, they were thirsty, they were out in the desert, and they ran out of water, and Hagar places her son under a thorn bush to protect him from probably from wild animals that could get to him as, as, as he's weak and his body, you know, as he begins to die. And she goes, she goes off. Um, it says like an arrow shot away. So she's off. She's, she couldn't stand the idea of watching him die. So she's crying and he's underneath this bush and he's crying and God looks down and his heart breaks and he shows them kindness. He immediately, he leads them to water and he gives them water so that she can, um, give him something to drink. And um, and I just love, again, how we see right there God's kindness. It's like this softening amongst this harsh set of circumstances, right? Or um, I'm also, I, I think we see kindness really well in the book of Ruth. Um, Ruth, this, she's this poor woman. She's widowed. She and Naomi have, have um, gone back to Naomi's land. So she's a foreigner. And um, she's they have nothing. They don't have a man to provide for them. And, and they're gleaning in the fields of Boaz. And, and we see God's kindness revealed through Boaz, um, the way that he shows Ruth kindness. And he, you know, he um, provides for her and makes sure that they leave extra behind in the field for her to pick up so that she and Naomi won't go hungry. That's kindness, right? Right there. Uh, amidst harsh circumstances, these widows, a man makes sure that they have enough to eat. Um, another place where we see kindness, turn with me to the book of Second Samuel in chapter 9, verses 3 through 8. We see where David shows kindness to Jonathan's son. And 
at this point, Jonathan is, is dead. Um, Jonathan, the son of Saul. Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead. Jonathan and David were best friends, though. And um, David had made Jonathan a promise way back when that, you know, that he would look after his family. And um, and it says in Second Samuel chapter 9, verses 3 through 8, I'm going to read it for us. It says, the king asked, is there no one still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he, the king asked. This is King David. Ziba answered, he is at the house of Makir, son of Amiel in Lodabar. When, I'm gonna, I hope I don't butcher this name. That's a lot of hard words for me today. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to him to pay honor. David said in his name again, Mephibosheth, your servant, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Verse 8 says that he bowed down and said, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? In other words, he realizes, I mean, he, David wasn't, David was king. He didn't have to do anything for this, for this man, this crippled man. So he has crippled feet. He's the only one left alive of Saul's descendants. And he's Jonathan's son. And, and he realizes that this is kindness being shown to him. Because again, it's a softening, it's a tender, it's a tenderness um, in his difficult circumstances. You know, kindness is tender. I think it's the heart breaks, and and we answer that call with God's kindness. When something breaks our heart, what do we do about it? That 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 tenderness. That is what pushes us toward kindness knowing that God looks down on us and hurts for us in our difficulties here on earth. And he, he shows us kindness. It makes me think of, of a homeless person. You know, when we see a homeless person standing on a street corner and we, we feed them or we give them a gift card or we give them $5, um, you know, we actually, my kids and I, we make what we call blessing bags. And we put different things in gallon-sized Ziploc bags. We'll put tissues in there and hand sanitizer and some peanut butter crackers, maybe some raisins, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, maybe some socks. You know, whatever we can fit in a gallon Ziploc. And we keep them in the car. And and, and then when we see these these people on the side of the road that are asking for food, we, we give them food. And, again, you know, kindness often looks just like a softening taking place amongst harsh circumstances. Um, let's look at Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 25. Uh, this is talking about a king named Hezekiah. And it says, But Hezekiah's heart was proud, and he did not respond to the kindness shown to him. Therefore, the Lord's wrath was on him and on Judah and Jerusalem. So, Hezekiah was proud, 
and he did not respond to the kindness shown to him. So that verse right there tells us there's a way to respond to kindness that's shown to us, right? How should we respond? All right, I found it, guys. I love scripture. The answers are in there. We just have to dig for them sometimes. Okay, let's, we're going to answer our question in the book of Romans. We're going to look at chapter 2, verse 4. I'm going to read it for us. The last half of the verse says, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance. There it is. How should we respond to kindness? It says God's kindness should lead us toward repentance. His kindness should humble us. Right? Think of the examples we talked about earlier. Hagar she humbled herself. She didn't want to do what God told her to do. He told her to go back, by the way. No, I'm sorry. That was a different part of the story. He didn't tell her to go back. He tells her that he's, gonna, that he's going to make a great nation out of Ishmael. But she has to get up. She has to get up. She's got to go pick her boy up. Pick yourself up. Right? She humbles herself. She does what God told her to do. Ruth, she was humble before Boaz not believing she even deserved his kindness. And in the end, Boaz ended up marrying her. So it just kind of gets me thinking about, you know, God's kindness shown to us, his, all the places where he looks into our harsh circumstances and his heart breaks. And he shows us this mercy, right? This softening. Let's look back at Second Chronicles again, back in verse, back, back in chapter 32 where we were before, but this time we're going to go down one more verse. We're going to look at verse 26, talking back about Hezekiah. Again, because we were just looking at Romans, it tells us that God's kindness toward us, to us should lead toward our repentance. And I love this. In verse 26, Second Chronicles 32, it says, Then Hezekiah repented of the pride of his heart, as did the people of Jerusalem. Therefore, the Lord's wrath did not come upon them during the days of Hezekiah. So he got it, right? God's kindness toward him led to his repentance. It softened him. It broke him. It made him realize his need to repent. And so when kindness is ushered in, when there's this softening that takes place amongst our harsh circumstances, it makes me realize that kindness should always involve a softening of the heart who receives it as well. That's where the repentance comes from. We receive the kindness from somebody else whose heart was softened. And then it creates that softening of our heart to take us to a place of repentance. Will you pray with me? Father God, oh, thank you, Lord. This Tuesday afternoon, it's wet and rainy where I am. Thank you for the rain, Lord. 
the way that you, you water your earth, the way that you provide for us. Thank you, Father, for your kindness, your loving kindness that you rain down so abundantly on all of us, on all of your children. Lord, give us opportunities to be kind and show us what it looks like to truly live like that. Sometimes it's just the most basic, basic quality that others need to see in us. It's just a kind heart. Change us, Lord. Help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, skinny peeps. Well, we are headed into Easter. I hope you guys all have a wonderful um, and and holy Easter weekend um, as we head toward Good Friday and then into Easter Sunday. And remember we to tell your kids um, and your grandkids the re- the real reason for this season. It's not a, about a giant Easter bunny that poops jelly beans, although that is a funny uh, <laughs> funny thing that we do and and it's it can be fun for some of us too but um let's really remember to point the ones we love toward a resurrected savior this easter season um if you um have missed any of the calls leading up to this and you want to get caught up in our series it's really easy to do i post all of these calls right after we hang up on our weekly skinny Facebook page. Uh, They're right there under the files tab. So if you're not already a member of that page, all are welcome. Just search weekly skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there. I will approve it. All are welcome. So, um, and then you can, like I said, you can search under the files tab and you can get caught up on any calls that you may have missed. All right. Well, we will be right back here together next week. We meet every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Until then, may God bless you and yours. Bye for now.